Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Sterner, play action, looking, pumps, throws down the middle, touchdown, Arkansas, oh my! Clint Sterner is brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai of Conway. Sterner throws, Visit them in Conway today or check out ChrisCraneHyundai.com. Play fake, Sterner steps out of trouble. Wow. To a oh. wide open receiver, it's Cobb towards the end zone. Touchdown! All right, welcome back to Titletown USA. That is Searcy, Arkansas. We are hanging out with Harding head coach Paul Simmons. We're going to have some of the other uh, players and coaches from the championship team on with us here as we go through the day today. We thought... You know, there's no better way to celebrate on a Monday than to do it on campus. And Coach and I talked over the weekend, and he agreed to come to the studio. And I said, why don't we just come to you? And we can get a few people on. And so that's what we did, and that's what we're going to do through the show today. And I'm happy to be here. And it's obviously leading up to Christmas week as well. So this is a great way to kick things off. And Perfect. Yeah, we need to talk a little bit about uh, what else is going on in the world too, though. We will certainly get back to the Harding focus as we go through. But let's bring in Clint Sterner on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. And, Clint, I don't know if you got a chance to catch in the D2 championship over the weekend, but it's a master class by the Bisons over the ore diggers of the Colorado School of Mines. It was a, an absolutely dominant performance and a lot of fun to watch. But uh, I don't know if you caught any of it, but anyway, it's good to have you either way. Yeah, man, I, I didn't catch any of the game, but obviously I follow it all on social media. With you know, I'm pretty pretty active there with the, all the folks of Arkansas socially and, and – uh, Man, I, I saw it all, and, and uh, there's nothing like winning, and there's dang sure nothing like winning championships, man. So big congrats to, to Coach and, and all the players there making memories that will uh, last a lifetime, no question, man. Well, uh, you know, I, one of the things about Coach Simmons is he is a master motivator, and you played for one of the best of all time as well with, uh, with Coach Nutt. And there is something to be said, I think, obviously X's and O's and recruiting the right guys, that's all important, but – Getting guys to believe, and you know, call it buy-in or whatever you want to call it. Getting guys to believe that they can win, there's something to that, and and it sh- it seems simple in its concept, but in uh, in the actual, I guess, execution of that it's maybe not so simple. What are your what are your memories of that, Clint? Where you actually started believing because you'd been through the ringer a little bit before Coach Nutt got there. Well, I, I think you know, obviously, Coach Nutt's a great motivator, and 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 I'm sure uh, you know, the Coach there is as well, obviously, but but the. I think the biggest part of it all, Justin, was when, and the most powerful part of it all is when when you can get a a group of guys to to really buy into the family approach and and doing it for the guy next, and, and not coach speak, not just not just shaping your mouth to say those things, but legitimately believing it and 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 living it. And when you can do that, man, and, and then a coach can motivate an entire group that's bought in. You know, to each other, I think is is the the most powerful existence in the game of football. Is um, you're right, man. Scheme, scheme is big, and we spend a lot of time talking about it. Talent, speed, all that stuff is is big, and and we spend a lot of time talking about it, rightfully so. But boy, when when you get a group of guys to 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 really genuinely and sincerely go to work every day and play the game and work out and do all those things for the guy standing next to you and to not let the guy not let the guy next to you down, and then you got a guy that that uh, at the top that can on game day and really every day at practice. But for what we do on game day, can motivate those guys to, to take their game to the next level and get them ready. 
Um, that's a powerful combination, man. And, and that Houston definitely had that. And and uh, I, I'll argue that a, a, the majority of your championship team, championship caliber teams, have it. Well, yeah, Coach Simmons, that's definitely a core tenant, right? I mean, of what you guys do. I mean, you talk about the brotherhood a lot, but I mean, that's that's a core tenant of how you guys roll here. Well, the number one thing that he said that I, the number one thing that he said that I, I agree, I, I agree with all of it. But the the strongest thing he said was basically, you know. Um, Man, when when your number one motivation is, I am not gonna let the guy beside me down. When when that's your motivation, it changes everything. And, and I could not agree more. That is that is the magic. That's the special sauce. Is guys that, that love each other deeply. And you know, I always say, there's no fear of failure. No fear of failure. Let it rip. Let it rip. Let it rip. Get after it. Your only fear of failure. I mean, your only your only fear is the fear of letting the guy beside you down that that, that you love and. And I, I agree um, 100% with Clint that there's probably no teams ever that uh, excelled at a really, really high level that didn't have guys that were playing for one another. Clint, you would have appreciated Coach Simmons' comments earlier before he got you on. He said in, in their house there's only two teams that they're allowed to root for, the Bisons and the Hogs. So you guys will get along just dandy, I think. But uh, let's, talk about, <laughs> let's, talk about what happened, let's talk about what happened over the weekend in the NFL and We'll start with the Cowboys, and, and it didn't go particularly. Why, why do you want to start there? Because it's the biggest story. It's the biggest game. When they win in a big game, like against the Eagles, we talk about that first two. But when things don't go so well, it's, again, as, as Nolan Richardson often said, all sickness is not death. So, you know, the Cowboys are not done yet. But it was certainly they looked dead a, last a night. disappointing performance yesterday. What happened? My goodness. Well, look, I, I mean, heck, I'm the last person to try to dig in and tell you what happened based off the TV copy. But, but I mean, the, the thing that, that – uh, and, and, Wes, I know you and I have talked about this multiple times with the Cowboys, and this with any team. I mean, usually your teams that have the stay in power, again, what Coach Simmons is talking about, and, and it's one thing to go win one game or win it's one, it's one championship, but, but the staying power, are, are the, those teams typically don't go out and just get dominated really by anybody. I mean, look, everybody has a bad day, but, but the, the Cowboys, their, their ability to, to, to play at an unbelievably high level uh, for two or three weeks and then just literally fall off the cliff and, and get down and allow themselves to be dominated, that's my fear with the Cowboys. That, that's the Very rarely have we seen the Chiefs do that. Very rarely do you see the, the, the Patriots of old do that. Those teams that just have that, that – Tremendous staying power just don't tend to do that, and that's my fear. That's my fear with the Cowboys. When they're good, damn, they're good. But the question is, is and we all know this, you've got to be good for four straight weeks against the, the highest caliber opponent in the game, and that's hard to do when you're inconsistent. It's hard to go a month straight of football versus the best teams in, in the league, and. And, uh, and win and win a championship when you've shown throughout an 18-week span that you've got the ability to be inconsistent every third or fourth or fifth week. So uh, my, my typical fear with the Cowboys, it, it, uh, it showed up again yesterday. The concern from, well, besides giving up 286 rushing yards to Buffalo, was Buffalo's defense. And the way they dropped their two safeties, took away any deep threat, and just – I don't know, were the Cowboys not patient enough, throwing underneath? What did you see out of Dak in the offense to not be able to move the ball against Buffalo because the offense has been clicking? 
Well, look again, Wes. I don't have to see the all twenty-two to to, to give you a, a, a legit, you know, explanation of, of what the heck they were trying to do and why it went wrong. And I know this. I, I know Buffalo is a much better football team, roster-wise, talent-wise, chemistry-wise. They're a much better football team than a seven and six. Uh, their seven and six record. Very rarely, I know a lot of folks say, "Well, you are what your record says you are." I think there's a handful of teams that are actually better than their record this year, and the Bills are one of them. So. They did run up against a, a really, really good football team that, that happened to have a great plan. Um, you know, I, I think their they're, they're linemen going out with the quad issue, I think, I think that hurts them, particularly when you're playing Buffalo yeah. with a good defensive front that can, that can uh, create problems. And, um, you know, again, I, I don't know exactly why or what went on. I won't know that until, the, I think, Tuesday morning, tomorrow morning, the All-22 will drop and I'll be able to watch it. But, um, I mean, it, until then, Wes, I just it, it it was clearly not just one thing. When you get skull drugged that way, it's not one guy, it's not one aspect of the game. It's multiple. So we'll see. I, I'll have to circle back on Friday with that one. All right, I'll save that one. Well, I was very impressed with the Texans. I, I wrote them off early after the pick six, and I thought, well, it, and it's tough to go into Tennessee and win. Uh, they're, they're a different animal at home, and I thought, well. This is it's gonna be t- it's over with the backup quarterback and the situation that they're in. Man, I, I got a lot of respect for the Texans what they were able to do yesterday. Yeah, I tell you what, the Texans again back to what we were talking about with Coach Simmons. I mean, the Texans have it, man. I mean, D'Amico Ryan's has he's got um, you know a roster full of guys that that believe in each other and are bought into to the organization and and doing what's right for the organization. And yesterday was. I think a, a a statement day for the organization from that sense is when when you can I mean they literally are missing more than half their starters offensively. Um, they're missing their top two targets on on the offense wide receiver wise. Um, you know and, and it, it's just they go out there they're missing their their MVP caliber definitely rookie of the year caliber quarterback and they go out there and and win a ball game that they just to be honest with you shouldn't shouldn't have even been on the field with them. I mean they. Um, but they, they, they were because they're extremely well coached. Um, their depth players obviously work their ass off and pay attention and, and, and legitimately prepare like they're going to start every week. And that showed because the, the depth, uh, this season for the Texans, I think that's probably been the most impressive thing outside of some of the individual moments, the CJ Stroud, the Tank Dales, that kind of deal. Um, I, I think that the most impressive thing is, man, early on, they were the Texans were winning football games with four of their five starting offensive linemen out. Um, they're down to their fourth center and they're winning ball games. And and then now all of a sudden all their wide receivers are last week they were they didn't have Dalton Schultz either. So um, uh, again, I, I think yesterday was a a statement win for the Texans, obviously because it keeps them alive in the playoff hunt. But if you look at how it all went down, they rallied around a. a, a, a a third string, a guy who's been their third string quarterback, and they did it with a with a bunch of backups and and using significant depth. Man, that is a, in my opinion, when you have that, again we go back to the staying power. We go back into, boy, it's not just about one superstar playing well. It's about a a, a core group of guys that are that are all, uh, you know, one heartbeat, and, and it's powerful. So the, the Texans yesterday to me that was just one of those. Boy, I'm I'm just more of a believer now in what D'Amico Ryan's is doing than I've ever been. Derrick Henry touched the ball 16 times, rushing it for nine yards. He also touched it four times, receiving 
for one yard. Mm. 20 touches for Derrick Henry, 10 yards. Yeah, Wes, I'm telling you, man, it's, I, I will say this. I, I mean, look, I think the Texans defensively, D'Amico Ryan's being a defensive-minded head coach, he, he, he's absolutely killing his, their ability. They, look, they've gone out there with bad game plans, and, it, and it's been, look, they, they let Zach Wilson throw for 300 of them last week. Clearly the plan to play 70-some-odd-percent <laughs> zone didn't work. It backfired on them. But their, their ability to adjust is, has been tremendous this year on both sides of the football. When you talk about the play callers, and, and D'Amico bounced back from that Jets game in a big way yesterday, um, holding holding Derrick Henry down. But I, I'll say this. The Titans are in trouble, guys. Um, the Titans are, are, are in real trouble. You, and I'm not saying just because they lost and they're having a rough year, but you look at what Brable's doing right now. And I like Brable. I think Brable's a hell of a coach. But when you watch them, they've always had an identity. They've always had an identity, really on both sides of the football, but it's blatantly obvious on the offensive side of the football with Derrick Henry. It was, we're going to be more physical than everybody and anybody in the league. We're going to run downhill with Derrick Henry. Uh, I mean, look, the, the 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 most impressive running back from a body perspective maybe the league's ever seen. Um, he had, Guys, he averaged the five previous games versus the Texans, he averaged over 200 yards a game. Over 1,000 yards in five games, and they go out there and shut him down. And you look at it, they got a gunslinger quarterback, they got a bunch of 50-50 ball catchers at wide receiver, and and they're 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 not as physical as any, as everybody in the league. They're not committed to De- Derrick Henry. What is their identity? What do they look like moving forward? I think the Titans are, are are lost relative to what we come to to expect from them. Mm. Yeah, you, know, you like the Eagles or Seahawks tonight? Oh man, I like I like the Eagles. Have they announced yet? What uh, is Hurst is going to play? No. I have not seen it anywhere. It's, I think it's increasingly yeah. common thought process that he's not going to be playing tonight. Really? Yeah. yeah I, I thought it could I be backups playing. Right. What would you say? It could be backups for both teams. Yeah. Well, look, I'm not. I'm not buying. I'm not buying Seattle anyway. I, I never. I never was. I, look, Pete Carroll's had some some hellacious runs. I get that, but um, and I think Geno Smith has, has resurrected his career in a big way. And it's impressive, but. I just when you start talking about the Seattle Seahawks versus um, legit Super Bowl caliber Super Bowl contending teams, I, I just I can't I can't have that conversation, guys. Um, I, I, li- I like where they're at. They're a good football team. I think they're going to they're going to they're going to uh, you know cause some problems for for um, some playoff caliber teams, even some teams with some you know maybe maybe you know that that you. You upset them and, and you either knock them out of the playoffs or out of playoff contention. But but when you bump them up against the big boys, which I think Philly still is one of the or, or is definitely squarely one of those mm-hmm. teams, I, I just can't I just can't give Seattle a chance in this one. Okay, Clint, we got to run. Appreciate the time. We'll talk to you uh, Friday. All right, boys. I'm always looking forward to it, and uh, it, it's an honor uh, to, to be on with Coach and. And uh, the champion Bison, man, it's that's it's uh, big time, man. Congratulations to all those guys. Those kids will will never forget it, man. And and uh, it's good to have a champion in Central Arkansas, that's for sure. No doubt. Hey, buddy, I'm a big fan of yours, Clint. I I love an old tough gunslinging quarterback, and I know you were one, so I'm a big fan. So I really appreciate it, brother. All right, I appreciate it, Coach. Y'all have a good one now.